0: This is The Space Shot, episode 61 for July 14th, 2017. New Horizons arrives at Pluto. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. On July 14th, 2015, the New Horizons spacecraft made its historic flyby of Pluto, the first time any spacecraft had visited that distant world. Pluto is now considered a dwarf planet and not a planet for a variety of criteria that I'll cover in a future episode. An interesting note, Pluto is smaller than Earth's moon. New Horizons launched on January 19, 2006 on an Atlas V rocket. Normally the Atlas V is a two-stage vehicle, but the mission requirements for getting to Pluto meant that there was an optional third-stage solid rocket motor that gave the spacecraft its final push. After a gravity assist at Jupiter in 2007, New Horizons entered the extended cruise portion of its mission. Almost a decade passed from launch to Pluto flyby. Even though the spacecraft was moving incredibly fast, about 36,000 miles per hour, it had to cover a vast expanse of our solar system to get to Pluto. The approach to Pluto was tantalizing, each day bringing back an image that showed Pluto in greater detail than ever before. During the flyby, New Horizons went radio silent so its instruments could be pointed at Pluto for the duration of this brief encounter. Then, the pictures started coming in. The dramatic heart of the Tombaugh Regio, which is a region on the surface of Pluto that features ice and rock in the shape of a heart. One of the ice mountains in this region, Hilary Montes, have peaks that reach over 11,000 feet high. Another part of the Tombaugh Regio is Sputnik Planitia. It's composed mostly of nitrogen ice, with some carbon monoxide and methane ice as well. The extremely cold temperatures on the surface of Pluto cause ice to form with different elements and compounds than we're used to here on Earth. The warmest Pluto gets is around minus 369 degrees Fahrenheit, while at its coldest, the surface can plunge to minus 400 degrees. New Horizons imaged spectacular surface details on Pluto showing glaciers, craters, and surface features that were more complex than expected. The flyby portion of the mission meant that the spacecraft was not communicating with Earth for almost an entire day. The data gathered during this phase of the mission was stored on the spacecraft for transmission to Earth once communications could be resumed. One of the challenges for the New Horizons team was getting all of the data that was collected during the flyby back to Earth, at the data speeds that the spacecraft is capable of at these extreme distances downloading this podcast would take between 12 and 14 hours the dishes back on earth that are required to communicate with such distant objects are massive some in australia are 70 meters wide which is about three quarters the length of an american football field as if the distance wasn't the only barrier to communication. The dishes of the Deep Space Network are communicating with a spacecraft that is about the size of a golf cart that is about 3.5 billion miles away. If you were somehow able to travel at the speed of light, the round trip to New Horizons and back would be 10.51 hours. That's way out there. On January 1st, 2019, New Horizons will perform a flyby of Kuiper Belt Object 2014 MU69 as part of its extended mission. MU-69 has been the target for SOFIA, or the Stratospheric Observatory for Infrared Astronomy, which is an airborne observatory packed into a modified Boeing 747 aircraft. On July 10th, SOFIA observed MU-69 and is scheduled to again on July 17th. The mission to Pluto wouldn't have been possible without the work and dedication of people like Alan Stern. Stern is the principal investigator for New Horizons, And he's been involved with the mission since its inception he and others have been advocates of a mission to pluto since the late 1980s and early 90s new horizons is a new frontiers class mission these missions are in between the flagship class missions like cassini that i talked about in episode 48 and the relatively inexpensive discovery class missions like mars pathfinder that i covered in episode 51. Tomorrow, we've got some pioneering robotic and human missions. Thank you for listening to the show. Producing a daily podcast takes a lot of time. I'd love if you could take just a minute to leave a review or rating in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. If you're so inclined, you can ask me questions and chat on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix pretty much everywhere. Subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you know that loves history, space, or pop culture. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.